0: Welcome to the Behind the Bliss podcast, where Mary Scott Mercer and Rachel Autry bring weekly conversations to encourage, inspire, storytell, and share. Each episode is designed for you to feel met in your mess and balanced in your bliss. Here's today's conversation.
1: Hey friends, it's Rachel, and I'm so excited about episode number four with Katie Walters. If you're curious about marriage, or maybe you've been married for a while, or let's say you're a newlywed... I highly recommend listening all the way through this episode. Katie shares all of her wisdom on marriage, family, and everything in between. Katie shares some really vulnerable details of her marriage. And we're so incredibly thankful to be hearing some wise words of wisdom and counseling for those that might be walking through something similar. Regardless of your season and regardless of who you are and what you're doing with your life, this episode is for you. Katie and I met when I was 12 years old, and I'm so excited for this full circle story, and can't wait to unfold it in front of you on today's episode. Hey, Katie. Hi, Rachel. We are so excited to have you on today. First off, I think the most exciting thing that people can learn from you, besides all about your family, is that you live in Charleston, South Carolina.
0: Yes, I do. What a dream! I know. I'm sitting outside right now. It's actually this is like one of our great months. I mean, it's always beautiful in Charleston, but weather-wise, it's just so nice outside right now. It's not too hot. It's um, just so beautiful. So it is such a blessing to live here for sure.
1: I grew up in South Carolina. That's actually where we met for the first time.
0: Can we talk about that for a second? Yes. No, I'd love to. Because when I was the school counselor, were you in fifth grade?
1: I think so. Yeah. So friends that are listening, Katie was my guidance counselor in fifth grade, giving me all the guidance. And I'm so happy this is full circle because now she's giving all of us guidance.
0: Like, I think I was 12 when I started as a school counselor. (laughs) She (laughs) feels so old. I'm like, how was I your school counselor? But your family, you guys, her, her family was just so special. It was one of those families that I loved all of you so much. You kind of led the way. And then Hamilton, I just, you know, was head over heels for him. And so anyways, your family is so special. And Mm -hmm. I just have never forgotten you guys.
1: You're so sweet.
0: Beautiful to watch your life now and all that you're doing. And it's just a fun, fun things to watch Mm -hmm. people grow up.
1: Yeah. And now I kind of feel like it's full circle because now you're imparting some wisdom and guidance. For us on the podcast, crazy.
0: <laughs> well, wow, it, is. it is. That is crazy. It's so exciting.
1: You know, so exciting. Yes. Um, one of the things that I remember most about you being at Ballantine Elementary, you know, go Bears, go Ballantine uh-huh. Bears, um, <laughs> was you came into my classroom one time and you were telling my class about asking for help and just being bold enough to ask and invite someone into your process. And the entire time you're holding a brownie. Do you remember this?
0: I don't know. I have no recollection of it at all. Okay,
1: you're holding <laughs> you're holding a brownie and basically the whole time you're teaching us ask if you want something, like speak up and let us know your needs or your wants. Or your desires like in life in general and you're holding this brownie and I remember my friend Megan said can I have the brownie and you just gave it to her you're like yes like that is the point ask for what you want <laughs> and I was That's so awesome. mad I was like I should have asked for the
0: brownie but
1: it's totally carried into my life today of being like I need to communicate what I need and what I want what I desire and what I don't communicate can't be expected you know oh, so gosh
0: it is Yes, so true. I have to retell myself that all the time, but it's yeah. true. It's the, the life of a woman. There's all kinds of things in our head and brain and heart, and sometimes um, we just expect them and we don't let them come out.
1: Okay, so Charleston, South Carolina, obviously it's super humid right now probably for y'all.
0: Mm-hmm. It is. It's getting there, and we're getting to the, that point of the summer where it's like you have to be around water, which is the blessing of Charleston because it is. I lived in Columbia to where you grew up for, you know, seven or eight years. And when it gets hot like that in South Carolina, you just got to get in your water during the summer. That's the key.
1: Yeah, I totally get that. But it's totally okay. Because for some reason, like your hair always makes it through the humidity, you have the most fun hairstyles, you can rock anything you want.
0: Oh, my gosh, (laughs) that's not true. But I do change my hair, like people change their pocketbooks. Like, yeah, I think it's like an accessory and so I love it. You're always reinventing yourself. About me. No, it's I always, love it. Always
1: changing. I love it. Yeah. No, every time I see you and you know, you either like cut bangs or you cut your hair or you're growing it out or whatnot, it's so fun. And I'm like, There's no way she's a mom of six. There's no way. Oh, and yes, friends, I did. I said she has six children, and we're gonna get to that. And I would love to hear more. But first, I want to know all about your counterpart, Josh, and how y'all met, yes. and what that story is. We need to know.
0: Gosh, my way better half, but um, just reader's suggest we met at USC in college. I had actually just become a believer in September, and he moved back to USC and started going there in December. So we had a lot of mutual friends, and. I was in that season of life where you first come to Christ, and there is just nothing that you want except for Him. And the boys were kind of taking the back seat. I just was really focused on my relationship with Jesus. I had been a really, really wild, um, rebellious kind of girl all through high school, and got got saved at eighteen when I got USC. And um, and so He was, Jesus was truly my like number one and that's a really good season to start dating in because um you know you just have some other priority yeah and um so I met Josh about December and all of his friends were like you shouldn't date her you know she'll break your heart she she'll ask if you've had a quiet time and if you haven't she'll make you take her home (laughs) and you know it's crazy crazy things like that and so that was kind of all he needed the challenge he needed to um to pursue and we ended up we started dating by the end of our freshman year and then we both took jobs as youth interns that summer at um, a church in Charlotte at where I grew up and we ended up getting engaged our junior year of college married our senior year and then um, our senior year in college when we were um, had just gotten married that senior year we got pregnant with my first daughter four months later whoop there it is <laughs> yeah so 21 is when we had our first which is you know how we have six but they're, they range in age from one's about to be 15 and one's 15 months mm-hmm. and um so they're kind of all stair-stepped in between there but he is just um, the love of my life best friend and we've honestly gotten there we've been married now 15 years and we've gotten there through some really really hard times um you know, it's a whole nother podcast and story, I'm sure for another time on marriage, but it's, I just could have never known how rich and deep love could be once you kind of get through the major trials that really should have broken us. And, um, I thought was going to end our marriage. Um, and God truly got us through. I mean, I think a piece of it was just that I came from parents who were divorced and I never really saw people kind of persevere and endure once those um, lust and like early feelings of love were gone. And so when that started to happen in our marriage, I just was really struggling. Mm -hmm. And, um, so all that to say, that's a truly is a whole nother story for another time, but just the, the short of it is that God did a miracle in our marriage. We kind of started out in our marriage thinking if anybody's going to rock marriage, it's going to be the two of us. And we're just going to do this thing with excellence and We actually ended up in such a pit of sin that it was almost over our marriage, our children, family, everything, and God restored and redeemed us. And now it is, um, my marriage is definitely the greatest um, blessing and gift that I have in my life. And I'm so thankful for him, my teammate. I don't think I could do it without him because there's too much, um, too many people, too, too many children who so would crowded. rise up against us. We got to stick together, Yeah, you know? So yeah, it's good. That's him. And he's a pastor at um, Seacoast church. He's the campus pastor there. That's another unique thing about us is I always said we were both called to ministry. I, I joked with him that he joined my young life team when we yeah. met. <laughs> I was a young life leader and he joined that. And so we've just had, you know, a, a little bit of a different story I'm sure than other pastors. Um, and, um, people in marriage, because I've just always really felt like it was, I was called to ministry as well. And so some mm-hmm. of those seasons looked like staying at home with our kids. Some seasons looked like being a school counselor. This season looks like running a nonprofit, but, um, but no less called, you know, than, um, right. as he is. And so it's just, it's been a sweet thing to watch God kind of use us to, um, support each other in our different endeavors and when we get to do it together, that is just icing on the cake, you know. So Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. That's
1: good. I feel like um whenever I first got married as well as a newlywed, um, I had this, yeah, idea that, oh, we're gonna rock it. This is gonna be awesome. This is what we've been waiting for. This is what we've been made to be, wives and husband Like let's do it. Yes. And um I feel like sweetly the Lord has to bring you back down to earth to say, I gave you him as a counterpart, but by no means is he supposed to be sufficient for you. Yes. And sometimes yes. that's only communicated by trials and being able to see the other person fail and still have the opportunity to choose them. And yes, sometimes that's the greatest ministry in marriage is to be there at rock bottom with your counterpart. But then also the other side is being able to celebrate and be victorious afterwards and, yeah, I, I had this idea that if you do it with the Lord, it's so much easier and it is and it's sweeter, but it doesn't come without some difficulties sometimes. Oh my
0: gosh, you are so right. That is so, that's so wise. And they, they are not the ones to satisfy everything. And then, you know, this guy we're following, Jesus says that love looks like laying down our life and dying to ourself. And mm. I feel like that's still my greatest challenge in marriage, in my day, in mothering is I have to tell myself like... Oh, I I don't like dying to self. <laughs> I don't yeah. actually like. Being I am not selfless. good at this at all. That takes Jesus. You know, yeah. that is where there is a gap, and I actually need the gospel myself, and I haven't outgrown that. And um, you know, and that marriage is the best place for that to happen every single day. Is that like? dying to self you know over and over again yeah but it is challenging for sure because we were you know we're sinful little humans who are always convinced we can do it by ourselves yeah and then you forget like oh wait
1: a second this is not my roommate this is my husband it's
0: (laughs) very true it's very very true yeah Yeah.
1: so if you had anything to say you said y'all went through a pretty hard time out of that what is the one takeaway that you have that you cling to today or that you're able to speak into newlyweds or maybe even single women that have a desire to be married?
0: Well, I mean, you know, I think my specific story, which I'll have to speak to that because I know not everybody has been there, but I, I really did find myself in just a a deep pit of sin. And a lot of that came from what I would say was being known as a woman of God, but not actually being a woman of God, not being devoted to the scriptures, devoted to prayer, choosing to lay my life down. Um, And so during the course of that time, I actually started to give my heart to another person and... Had a started to have an emotional affair and I confessed that to Josh and what I thought would kind of stay private in our own house and God in his grace. Um, it became actually much more public than that and ended us in counseling and it, it in, ended in a lot of like shame at first for me. Um, but I say God in his grace did that because it, he used that to just root out a ton of people pleasing and the places where i put people, even Josh and other people just above, above God and my devotion him. Hmm. And, um, so all that to say, I would speak to that specifically to, to guarding your heart, to guarding your marriage, to continuing every day to make that person your priority. And, um, you know, not thinking that you are above falling because you choose to just, um, take your attention and your heart and your emotions and put it somewhere else. Because once that happens and you are in a pit of sin like that, it is really hard to have the right perspective on your husband or on your marriage or how good it can be. And perspective is everything. If you um, think that you're in just the worst marriage ever. I don't know if I picked the right one or this isn't my soulmate or this other husband loves this woman better or their marriage looks better. Um, that perspective will start to shape your reality, you know? And so I would just say, you know, I, I would have to speak to women to tell them to, to guard their heart to make sure that it's devoted to God first. And then second, that it is stays devoted to your husband to work, you know, to, um, continually make your marriage a priority and work your marriage. Um, but aside from that, like just the daily life now of marriage for me, the things that I try to remind myself is I really try to be the wife that I would want, um, to have. I try to be the wife that I would want Josh to be the husband for me. I try to be the most encouraging, the most, um, kind, the most servant hearted, the most fun, the same kind of person that I want, just this, the the basics of love love each other as you want to be loved and as you want to be treated. And you know, sometimes with our, our spouse and our husband, our safest person, we can be the kindest to our friend or I'll be like, Rachel, oh my gosh, I love you. I love what you're doing. This is amazing. Yeah. You know, and then to Josh, I'm like, Hi, yeah. Oh, you're not you're not gonna help me tonight? Of course you're not. Right. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. know, we just the bully them and yes, the sass and they get those those um, difficult sides of us. And so I just, I would encourage women to m- make sure that the people in your home are the people that you're treating the kindest of anyone in the world. And it's going to take Jesus to do that. It's going to take prayer to do that. It's going to take a lot of forgiveness to do that. A lot of choosing to see the best in each other. Um, but, but through God, that is, you're on his team. You know, your marriage mm-hmm. is his priority too. And so he, he, he is more than happy to assist and help and give you the Holy spirit to, to help foster those things. So, so you know, good. that's a lot of two part things, but you know, I hate to not speak to the woman who uh, might find herself in a pit just because I was there and I, I just did not think that there was a way out for me. And now Josh and I, we really minister in marriage so often from that place because there is nobody that we know is too far from um, a great marriage. Not, oh, not amazing. one marriage on the planet. You know, every yeah. single person can have an amazing, wonderful, um, fulfilling marriage. So,
1: that's so amazing. Thank you so much for being vulnerable to share that with us. Oh, um, thank
0: you for letting me. Yeah, yeah. It's been, it is a joy. It's, it ends up being a joy. It's one of those stories that you, you wish you could trade in sparing your husband pain, but you're also so grateful for it because it's through that brokenness that God really does um, shine story. his light. Yeah. yeah. And he, and he teaches us so much about himself and.
1: And to be really yeah. vulnerable about where Thomas and I are, that's something that we're walking through now is just learning, you know, I think the one thing that the enemy might hate the most on this planet is marriage because it's the closest image that we have of the way that the yes. father loves us. And if he can divide or invite himself into a situation he's never been invited into to steal, kill and destroy, he's going to. And my mission as a wife is not only to create a safe space for my husband, but to be the gatekeeper of my home, too, and to be waiting with armor at the front door saying you are not allowed here. So whether that looks like praying over our home, or our space for intimacy and romance or even controlling the type of food we have in our pantry or music or movies we listen to, I've kind of been bestowed this responsibility to say, I'm sorry, Satan, like you're going to try your hardest to get in here, whether it's through TV, whether it's through insecurity and self and body love through what we're eating or whatever. But to be able to say, I'm going to take the responsibility here and love my husband well by creating a space that doesn't have any room or any Area in our gate that's broken that the enemy could sneak in.
0: Girl, so wise for that. <laughs> so it's no, true. It's so true. And it
1: came from a place of believing at once that, oh, in the world and movies will tell you like you give fifty percent, he gives fifty percent, y'all are set. It's like no, but what about the days I can only give twenty? You know yes. what about the days that I can't give anything or. I'm giving 70% and I'm mad. He's only giving 30. Yeah, so if we just yeah. go and like you were saying, do what you want the other to do for you and just give a hundred, then you're overflowing. And that's the point, yes. you know?
0: Yes. It's so, so true. And you're, you're yeah. so, so wise. You're so wise. And you do get, you get to be a guard and a gatekeeper through prayer and of protection. So i I love that analogy of just kind of standing in the gaps and, um, so good so wise
1: no oh, yeah i yeah it came through trial and
0: it came through other <laughs> women speaking sure.
1: that into my life this was not just a revelation i had one day this was a falling on my knees like what am i doing wrong yeah i feel like to think that that won't happen to you is just kind of ignorance because again like that's the only place that not the only i'll say i'll reword this it's one of the places that i feel the lord's presence the most is when i'm desperate you know, and being able to be like, Lord, where are you? I need you. And he's like, finally, like you're asking for me now. And it's, and I can show up because you invited me. And yeah. And so those are the places that this comes from, not from reading marriage books or whatnot. It's from experience and failing.
0: (laughs) So you are so, yeah, it's true. And that, but wisdom does come there.
1: And I'm so glad you shared that because yeah, this is what especially this podcast is about to say, hey, haven't done it perfect, but I learned something from it. Let me share it with you. So we're honestly grateful for your story to be able to share it with women, regardless where they are, to just feel met. So thank you.
0: I'm so I'm so glad it is definitely the one thing we all have in common is trial. Think about that verse in first Peter, it says, don't be surprised by the fiery trials that have come on you. Um, it's common to all believers, you know? And so I think it is our common purpose and, um, goal as believers She's so sweet. I'm just, who's just had the sweetest baby you could ever imagine. And she just watched, by So I was having to tell her, bye. that baby's so beautiful. But, um, you know, just as believers that we can know that we all have these trials that we're going to go through. And so we can kind of strengthen each other up with the wisdom we receive from them. So I love that.
1: So good. So having a child within what was it, like the first year of your marriage?
0: Yes, yeah. Four months we were pregnant. We told our family that we were pregnant at our college graduation. Uh And I was um I was starting my masters the next week. And so my mom, you know, was like, Oh my goodness, what are you doing? And um and so yeah, then then actually after we had Anna J, our first one, we were pregnant four months later with Abigail, our second one. So I'm still in graduate school. My family was just like, okay, these two are crazy. And so so it started like that. and has continued. I think every time we've had another one, people have been like, really? Okay.
1: I know. Okay. This is funny. When you announced your pregnancy with your sixth, I was like reading through the comments and someone said, I think I need to buy y'all a Netflix subscription. You're getting too bored. (laughs) And I think I have not laughed that hard since it was hilarious. I said, yeah, that's accurate.
0: (laughs) But in general, there's oftentimes my husband and I have to remind each other, you know, this is not everybody's dream, but it is our dream. It's the family that God has helped us build and we want to be grateful for these years because they do go by fast as much as um, the days can seem long, you know, they do go by fast and it is every each and every one of them is such a blessing and so purposed by God. And, you know, in the big picture of it, I know that, um, as challenging as it was to add number five or to add number six in 20 years and 40 years, it's just not all about me. And I know God has plans and purposes for each one of these children and what a joy that I can partner with him to bring about something that is eternal, you know, that is, um, is a person that is going to, to last for eternity. And so it is the greatest work I you know, can imagine being a part of, but it's also the most sanctifying and challenging for sure.
1: Yeah. And a calling, you know? Um,
0: yes. I feel, yes. Like, I feel
1: like one of the verses that the Lord's speaking to a lot of people in my life is um, in Isaiah. it's when they're talking about enlarging the place of your tent And stretching your tent curtains wide and not holding back and lengthening the course and strengthening your stakes. And I feel like for you, that's building a family, you know, and for other people that might be hosting a large place in your home or, you know, maybe even having a business that's flourishing and has tons of people underneath you that you're able to minister to. But oh how special you get six and maybe yes. more who knows <laughs> it's
0: so true I mean, for you yes, to say you are my, so right my
1: tent is my family it. Yes,
0: it's true it's such a it is such an individual call and I love that that there's a verse the Ephesians 4 um 20 is kind of one of our family family verses that um that says not to him who is able to do immeasurably more, but right before that, three Did just say four twenty, it's three twenty. But anyways, right before that in the first part of Ephesians, it says, now, um, every family should bow their knee before the Father. And it says, because of the purposes that are assigned to them. And I just think about that a lot. Like he he really does have specific purpose for every single family, knowing that a family means a husband and wife, you know, that it was good from creation to just have The husband and wife together, and but that every single family unit is to bow their knee before the father to ask Mm. them ask him what is our specific calling and purpose here, because he has things with each person's name on it, you know. And um, so it is true; it's it is a calling, and I I I remind myself of that often when I don't feel equipped that you know he's called me to this. This was his plan, not my plan, and so he's going to enable me to. To make it when it feels like it'll break yeah. me some days because it does.
1: He doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called.
0: That is very true. Yeah. That is so true and good reminder.
1: Okay, and as if six kids wasn't a lot, you have a whole nother family with your nonprofit. Yes. Yeah. Okay, we want to quickly hear about this because it's a little too good to be true at the moment. I am dying over Francis and Benedict's skirts, but we need to know what Francis and Benedict is for those of us that don't know.
0: Yes. Okay. So Francis and Benedict is, it's a nonprofit and it's um, a nonprofit to empower women out of poverty in Togo, West Africa. So Togo is one of the poorest countries in the world. And um, in West Africa, it's a very small country, kind of on the, the it's a, a port city in West Africa. Actually, the largest um, population of slaves actually came from Togo that came into the US. And, um, and so this nonprofit is partners with two people, their leaders in Togo, West Africa, and their names are actually Francis and Benedict avoid so that's why it's called francis and benedict really so creative <laughs> and yeah. um, but basically francis it and Benedict.
1: it's fun to, yes, it's fun to listen it, it to it works to say.
0: and it is and honestly it was just a god i knew um get that's another story but god started giving me the dreams of these skirts and i could see the ads and everything and the name francis and benedict and mm-hmm. But Francis and Benedict Abouye are two people that live in Togo, and they have been discipling people, widows in their home. We've been in partnership with them through our church for over 15 years. So we've watched just these two people live lives of incredible impact in Togo, incredible integrity in Togo. Um, Francis is actually called the Billy Graham of Africa, (laughs) is what a lot of people call him. No way. um, Yes. Oh, so he. okay. Were, I've
1: seen him on your Instagram stories yes. sharing some fiery wisdom.
0: Yes, he is. Yes. He's incredible. And he, he, um, he, I just, I cannot say enough about the two of them, but basically God gave me the vision to start this nonprofit where we would partner with them to create clothes that the American women would love, that they would purchase these skirts and that the profits would be used to continue the ministry and impact that they were already having and expand it in Togo. So how it started is we, you know, hired seven seamstresses. That's how many we have still today. Stateside or in Togo? In Togo. In Togo. They're actually, this shop is in Francis and Benedict's home. They have the bottom floor of their shop. Um, Bottom floor of their home was already set up and ready for a shop. Again, just a God- a bad thing. Um, Francis thought that maybe one day they would have a print shop. <laughs> he didn't know they would have a, a sewing and skirt shop. But um, these seven women are either widows or they're the sole providers for their home, meaning they're 17 and they have no parents that work. Oh. So they provide for their siblings and their parents. Um, so these seven women come into their home every single day and Benedict disciples them, um, teaches them the word of God, prays over them, helps them understand things like budgeting. And there's a lot of education that happened with these seven women. We have four trips over a year just to teach them English and sewing skills and things like that. We have way more trips than that. They go over there a year, but those those trips are specifically aimed at educating them Um, So they're discipled and poured into them. They're paid a generous wage. They're provided lunch every day. Their children are provided lunch every day. Their children's school fees are paid. We have a health savings plan for them. So we've already been able to see, you know, incredible impact with these skirt sales. Um, And we have, you know, just dreams of so much more. There is still so much more to be done. These seven women still, none of them have running water in their homes. Um, Mm -hmm. Their children are in schools and in, um, in Togo, but the schools are basically like holding pins, kind of a chaos. So you really need to go to this, at least the lowest level of private school to get a decent education in Togo. So we've been able to um, sell enough skirts that this year, starting in 2018, 2019 school year, they all, of the children will go to the private school, but oh, there's basically, it so cool. it's so wonderful, but there's, there's actually three levels of private school. So our, you know, our long-term goals is that they'll be able to go to the highest level of private schools. Um, but so all that to say, there's just, there's lots of plans for even even further impact, but it's been amazing to watch what God's been able to do. And the, the reason why is because we truly have had a team of women that have given their time, their talents, their gifts to this or, um, business because we run it like a business. And you know how most businesses for the first three to five years don't see profits. And right, right. We've been able to see profits because of the donations of time of so many women that have given to this. We, um, the first year we ran, we ran the nonprofit with 15 women um, who gave all their time, 100% for free. And then the second year, I asked three women to give me another year. So to give me another year of 10 to 20 hours a week um, so that we could see impact. And we were able to give over $60,000 that year back to Togo.
1: Wow, Katie, that is incredible.
0: Yeah, it was, it was so, so wonderful and such a joy. I mean, it has been such a joy for all of us. It's been hard and there's been challenges in it and there's been lots of not fun times. None of us, you know, were out to start a fashion line or a fashion company and, um, our lives are all so full, but the joy of being able to partner with these women and all that they've taught us has been just the most incredible um, experience that I know none of us would trade. And then this third year was the first year that we got to have some staff. So those three women that gave me the entire year last year have been able to come on staff this year. And we have been able to grow. We have advocates who now go into people's homes and tell the story and sell the skirts and we're able to pay those advocates and, So it's just been awesome to watch God work and it's truly been a God work because there's stuff that like, you know, you work with excellence and you do it as best you can, but there's just these intangibles that unless God does it, you know, the fact that women purchase these skirts to wear to their sacred events, their weddings, their bridal showers, that they love them, that you, you know, that you say, I love that. Francis a skirt you can't, you can't do that. You know, that's something that only God can do because these skirts come from the poorest country. Um, one of the poorest yeah. countries in the world out of these dirt floors of Africa and women are still choosing it as their special skirt, you know, to wear to these events. And so we're able to see incredible impact over 80% of the um, price of every single skirt goes back to Togo. Amazing. And, yeah so it's just it's really is a um exciting um adventure and i say it's an adventure because i don't know what i'm doing at, you know i think all of our team would would say that in some capacity but god's given us you know what we need but every God. single day yeah yeah, yeah. So, so yeah good. It's good okay
1: so how can we help how do we get some hands on some
0: Well, first of all, you can purchase one. I would love for any of your listeners to go. It's FrancisandBenedict.com, or you can follow us on Instagram. That's just Francis and Benedict. And you'll see that each skirt, it's a limited edition because what happens, the process is we actually fly over and we pick the fabric out they make the skirts and then we bring them back. We hand carry them back. Um, and then sell them here. So everything you see online will ship to you within a week, within seven days. But you'll see that there's limited skirts. So once the skirt comes right. out, we will only have like, you know, twenty smalls on the planet and that skirt will never be restocked.
1: But how special. That's so cool. You get kind of Yeah. Like- yeah. Special edition. You're very, own. you do,
0: you really do. And each woman will tell you when you go on the website, there's just certain skirts that it will just draw your eye and, and you're like, Oh, that's my skirt. Like that's the one I want, you know? So um, that part of it is really fun. So you can go and purchase a skirt and that is just the best way to partner with us to make an impact. We also have um, advocates. We're growing that advocate base and we love to have those all over the U.S. And um, so there's a place on the website, Francis of Benedict.com, that you can, um, say that you are interested in becoming an advocate and learn more about that process. We have volunteers. We have places you can donate because it is a nonprofit. All that's on the website. So there's just lots of ways to get involved and to be a part of this kind of tribe of women who love fashion and love mission and making a difference. And so if you're interested in that kind of thing, um, definitely you know send us an email, contact us on the website because so we'd love to have you a part of it
1: amazing. Yes. I'm going to put all of us in the show notes so that people can just access it whenever
0: they want, because I am all about it. Thank you, girl. Thank you. And thank yes. you for, I mean, the key to all of it, honestly, is just women telling the story of yeah. these women in Togo and like not underestimating their platform of telling their friends, of posting on Instagram, of comedy, of doing a podcast. I mean, we all have influence in this platform. And so it, that's kind of been the goal from the beginning is just, can we give these women in Togo a space in our market? Can we share yeah. their stories? Can we share their skills? Um, you know, can things come out of Africa the, where the profits actually go back to them where they belong? And, mm-hmm. um, so I'm just so grateful for you, you know, even having me on the podcast and
1: Absolutely. You know, I share
0: this. So thank you for
1: doing that. I think we're walking away more blessed than you probably. <laughs> we, I feel I like doubted. we've learned so much, whether it's about marriage or family or dreaming a nonprofit. And the one thing that I don't for a takeaway for me is um, doing what the Lord has you to do in, in a calling is not a compromise and he will fulfill yes. all of your desires. And he's not the God to dangle something in front of your face and tease you. If, if he plants something inside of you, he will see it through and, I think that's your story of saying whether it's going to be a mom of a lot (laughs) rather than a few and also making a difference internationally and having a say so in the fashion industry and walking through a marriage victory and difficulties like it can be done with
0: God. Girl, that is so true and so beautiful. And I'll tell you, I mean, the truth is I used to pray from the time, you know, I was Nineteen twenty, and we had our first child, I would just pray, God, I want my kids to say, my dad's a pastor, but my mom's a missionary. And Amazing. I didn't know how God would do that. That was inside of my heart to to think globally, to impact the world, to, to be on mission. But for those years of having a family that I knew God was calling me to, I didn't go on one mission trip. I mean, the only person going on mission trips was my husband. And I'll never forget, he was in um, Jamaica, when I found out I was pregnant with Abigail on another missions trip. And I just was so sad thinking, gosh, Lord, you've put all this in my heart. And it's just, I don't know why, why would you put this in my heart? And so this year, this school year at my kids' school, they had missions month and they asked me to come in and speak as a missionary. And I just cried that day. I thought, oh my gosh, God, you honored that prayer in my heart that my kids would say, my mom's a missionary. And you put that in me and you brought it to pass. And that is so true, Rachel. Of every single woman, there are specific dreams and passions in there in your heart that are not in everyone else's. And he is the God that will bring those things about. And, you know, sometimes we have to get through seasons and it can feel like he's doing nothing under the ground, um, but he is, you know, and I, right. I feel like that same faith is what I use for for the things that I hope he continues to do in my life. There's things that I am trusting him for that on the surface right now, I'm like, I don't really know how I'm going to be speaking into justice issues on the UN council. (laughs) Like that doesn't (laughs) seem like anywhere that God could take me, but I know he will, you know, I've got to be faithful to speaking into justice issues right here where I am in my own city and sitting at, at smaller tables. But as I'm faithful there are dreams in my heart that I know that he is capable of, of bringing about, you know, if it's his will. And so I do hope that encourages any woman that's listening that, um, that, you know, as a believer, God has planted specific things and purposes in you to partner with him, to accomplish his mission. And as you continue to just surrender those desires to him and seek him first, every single thing, you know, will be fulfilled every purpose in your life. He's going to bring to fruition. So yeah. Thank you for saying that. Um, Well, it's speaking
1: to me. Yes. Your story. Oh gosh. I'm just so thankful. You said yes. And we get to share this and okay. One more thing before we go. What is one thing, one product, maybe it's a book, maybe it's, you know, beauty, whatever that you want to share with the people.
0: Oh gosh. Well, this might be a no brainer, but I have to, um, to say audible. I don't know if anybody has audible or audiobooks. I know there's some free library versions of audiobooks, but I love Audible. Um that has truly changed my life, yes. my mom life because I am in the car all the time. And this year alone, I'm telling you, Rachel, I've Read, I say that in quotation slash listen to on Audible over thirty two books no so way. far this year. Yes, no My way. My husband and I, mm-hmm, we have like a, a huge affinity for audiobooks, and we'll listen to the same one so that we can talk about them. And we we go on a walk together every night, like walking our dogs. That's kind of our downtime to talk and discuss. And we both. We both love to read. We both love learning and um, just growing and knowledge. But to actually sit down and read in the pace of my life right now in the those loud kind of hustle mini years, right. is really challenging. And so I listen to audiobooks all the time, and I love them. So I would just – I would pass that along to any woman who is – um, you know, struggling to find time to to read to grow in knowledge and wisdom that audiobooks are just such a great tool, as well as podcasts. Um, those, you know, just today I listened to two different podcasts. I listened to Daya's podcast and I listened to Jamie Ivy's podcast. So just know that you know what you're doing is is not only just. You know, exciting but essential, and in our lives right now, we are learning digitally, and right. so I just I love those kind of forms of growth and learning, um, those tools that can can help us. So that would oh, be my so good my product plug.
1: I would say. Audible. Good to know. Yeah. I need, okay, I need to jump on that train because some of my friends, Mary Scott, the co host of the show, has told me multiple times every time I buy a book, she's like, why did you buy the book, especially hardcover? I mean, at least listen to Audible. I'm like, oh my yes. gosh, you're right. So, okay. Okay. I'm pushed. Good. Here I go, good. downloading it now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So
1: good. And, oh, Katie, you've been such a blessing. And I can't tell you, at least maybe this podcast was just for me. And maybe we'll publish it and it, was just supposed to speak to me but you have been so encouraging and I am just so grateful for your story and the stewardship that you have of it and the bravery you have to come on and just share where you are in life right now I seriously can't write you enough thank you notes for this this has been so well, powerful please
0: don't no thank you notes and I'm just I'm grateful for you thank you for doing this and um just giving your time for to use your voice in your platform I'm grateful to be here and so thankful that you let me share my heart so thanks
1: you're amazing I don't know about you, but I am leaving this episode almost on a high. I feel so encouraged, so loved, so sought after and understood after talking with Katie, and I'm hoping you feel the same way. It's so true what we're talking about with marriage and family and struggles and dreaming and everything that we chatted about today. You can't do it alone, and nothing is too big for God. I hope you're walking away today with some really encouraging words and that you feel a little bit more like yourself after listening to this conversation. Fun news, we have lots of fun family pictures. We have things about Katie, Francis and Benedict, and all the other things that we talked about today on our show notes. You can find those at behindtheblisspodcast.com and more on our Instagram at behindtheblisspodcast. If you're wanting to creep on Katie and how cute she is and all of her hairstyles, you can find her on Instagram at Katie Walters. And just in case you're as interested as I am in these Francis and Benedict skirts and want to see what all the hype is about, head over to Instagram as well and search at Francis and Benedict. You will not be disappointed. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. I am so thankful that Katie was with us and we were able to hear everything she had to offer. If you're interested in being a guest on this podcast or have someone else in mind, please let us know. We'd love to have them. You can recommend a guest or yourself at BehindTheBlissPodcast.com under Guests. If you got something out of this episode and you were so thrilled to listen to it, we would love for you to leave a review on iTunes. iTunes reviews do more than just encourage us and make us feel super good about what we're doing here. It also gives other people an idea of what they can expect out of the show, which in return helps more people listen to our story, more stories to be heard, and more people feeling met. We would love for you to help us out with that. You guys are amazing and we're so thankful for you. And we will see you next time on the other episode of Behind the Bliss.